Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Certain missions I have to tell you I did, and it's relevant. Even when it's not relevant, I can say something as weird of it as I'm going to Eretz Yisrael, you say, send regards to Rav Esrug. When I come back, there's a Derech Eretz to call you and say, David, I sent regards. I have seen sophisticated people do it, even though it's not relevant to you if I sent regards or not. It doesn't, it's not like you'll change anything you do, but it's a Derech Eretz to be Chayzer Shlich HaSeit Salam Shaleach. To go back to the one who sent you and say, I did your message. Says the Svasem is Kechui Machem Dvarim. Thank you so much, Rekiva. Kechui Machem Dvarim, Meshuvel Hashem means bring words, means get focused on your Shlichus. The Dvarim you're bringing to Hashem is actually your unique Vayadabra Hashem Omeshalema. The deeper that He spoke to you, the job that He sent you on, bring it back to Hashem. And it means to recommit to our shlichos, to recommit to our task that we have. We all have unique tasks. Maisha, I was reading, I was reading last night about the Ribnitzer Rebbe. It, I felt like, I felt like, um, I felt like I, I had heard a lot of things about him. And I wanted a Cyrus before Yom Kippur. And I was reading about the Ribnitzer Rebbe. A few things struck me. One of the things that struck me a lot, he was in Russia doing bris milah. And it was at a time when it was incredibly dangerous to do bris milah. They were fighting three things, like hard. The Russian government was trying to eliminate religion, and they were actively battling religion, and they did not want mayalim. They were like... They were like that was like a mission of theirs to stop Mayalim, Shaykhtim, and teachers of Torah. Those were the three things they were like looking to, to really eradicate. And he, besides teaching Torah, and I believe he did Shechita as well, but his mitzvah, that was like his mitzvah, he was a Mayal. He did hundreds and hundreds of rism, hundreds. To do one was life-threatening. You were risking your life, you were risking dying. He did hundreds of bris in Russia and was going around doing bris at a time. It was life-threatening to do mila. And many times he came this close to getting in trouble. In trouble means either death or Siberia, either a quick form of death or a slow form of death. And he went around, he was doing bris <coughs> The sense of mission, the sense this was a man possessed, he was on a mission to do something. And traveling around Russia doing brismilat at the risk of his life, but the sense of the servant in the army of Hashem. He was a man possessed with a mission that moved me a lot. I think about Maish, I have seen people, Maish, who function, there are people who are always tired, who never have energy. They're just always tired. Finding yourself very tired often just means you don't have a mission. Certain things energize us. You get strength. and You, you can speak to Akiva Balls and runs and he does, takes books. on projects. And it gives energy. When you have a project, Akiva, you know when people say, I'm just always tired, they call it mano and give names to it. It often just means you don't feel like you have a mission. And person feels weak and tired, and drained. They're not possessed. You see great people, they always look like they have endless energy. The Ribnitzer Rebbe barely slept. He 
he literally barely slept. It describes his schedule, especially all the years of his life. But the man was on a mission. He ran around the sense of mission and purpose was like very, very strong in his life. And and that like that struck me, the mission specifically of doing Brismila. Now it's very dramatic. And in some ways, we, all, we think to ourselves, and it makes me think, Maish, if I had such a dramatic mission, I'd also be on fire. But the answer is that we all have our missions. We all have real, real missions. I think, I think we can reframe a lot of the challenges of our life are actually missions. I spoke, Shala this that you know, when I was a youngster, there was a movie, Mission Impossible. And I don't know if I ever saw the movie in my life. I was not a movie watcher, Baruch Hashem. But it was very much spoken about because the producer or somebody involved in the movie became a from Yid. And it seemed like on that movie, the, the, the heroes would get like a tape. A tape of their mission, then the tape would implode. And it would like, but it would tell them their mission. Hashem gives us all tremendous missions to do. And I think often reframing, a lot of us call things in our life challenges when I think we can reframe as missions. We're actually, each of us in our own families, in our own families, if I could share. I have seen, I have seen many people in my life. It's cool as you're getting older. I'm not going to give like specific examples. I can, I can, I, I, as you get older, you just get to see more. I'm still very young, but you see more. You see two generations. You see, you see how things play out more. You just, if any observer of life, you see more and notice more. It's funny, you know, when you play Jewish geography, some youngsters get upset at you. I don't know if you cap how exciting I had for Shabbos. A friend who was like this with me, we will, I love him. And I had his son by my house for Shabbos. I don't know if you have like what that feels like, what that means. It was very beautiful. Now, I feel when I was younger that I didn't share myself. You guys have changed me, are changing me. And I feel I was very close friends. I had such a gagouim for my friend. I want to sit down with him and share myself. I want to talk and reintroduce each, ourselves to each other. But all of a sudden, I'm interested. If you could picture, Johnny, one day, Morty Samwitz's kid eating, eating a suda by you. It's delightful. Old friends and the world. You just see years and diff- this, your friend's kid, your cousin's kid. Things get, that's just Jewish geography. You know you're getting old when Jewish geography is delightful. Oh, gosh. The kids are at Varamiz. The kids are at Varamiz is one of the observations I had. I have seen people who had big missions to impact the world. And they might have wanted to be a mechanech or a certain type of mechanech, a certain type of Rebbe. And that wasn't what Hashem had in, their, in mind for them. But I watched them as heads of families. The impact as the head of a family, you're impacting billions of people in the world. Billions. The impact as head of a family, as a father of a family, the impact on your children, all the people your children meet, and all those people your children meet, who they meet, you're impacting the world. I always talk to the dorm counselors, and I, I said this on Shabbos, that when you take four guys to Kaisha world, you've changed the yeshiva. 
Because those four guys walk into the dorm and are happier. I pr- not, it's not a joke. You changed all yeshiva. This Shabbos was one of the great Shabbos in the history of the yeshiva. You know why? Because Matis had an incredible Shabbos. It, we just changed the yeshiva. Very silly people look at numbers. I don't know how many were there. First of all, Matis is a world for himself. If you matzel nefesh achas, you saved an oila mali. An oila mali, what does it mean, a full world? means not just 8 billion people who live on the earth now, it's whoever ever lived on the earth. Put together all the billions who ever lived on the earth, if you save one person. One person is infinitely valuable, and by the way, you impacted the rest of the world. A person's change because he impacts him, impacts him. But you could think about it. You change the world when one person stays. In Yeshiva, it's Pasha. This Shabbos, the Yeshiva changed. Matis had an incredible Shabbos. The Yeshiva just, it's all different. I have told parents who've complained, my son's not coming. Don't worry, his roommate came. He'll be good. That go, he, goes back, he goes back to the room and you just say good Shabbos. He just plays hockey with another guy. That guy has changed. And the, each each person is is valuable. I've had I've I've seen people who wanted to be big stellers and this type of job, and it's all cool. And we come from Avraham Avinu. We have big goals of idealism. We all want to give brisim to all the kids in Russia. I relate that who wouldn't want to go around Russia? By the way, give a bris to your own, give a bris to your own children. And by the way, be a father and be, be, be a brother to you. You have a brother, you have a sister, you have family members. We all have missions that sit right in front of us. I am not saying as opposed to dreaming of doing more. And certainly the Ribnitzer was tremendous madregas. Hashem gave him his mission. He was not Zaychi, did not have children, the Ribnitzer Rebbe. And he was Zaychi, that he had many children. He impacted. I'm not coming to Dan what our mission is. But don't miss the mission that's right in front of us and say it. I'd say often a difficult family situation when it's not framed properly is like this Nisayan I have, this challenge, this difficulty. When you reframe it, it's actually your soul was put here with a mission. You have an opportunity of doing heroic things, powerful, important, precious, cool things, bringing out tremendous godliness. We've seen, I've seen guys in yeshiva change the entire dynamic of their family in healthy ways, not, not like changing mom, like giving her musa, no. By just shining your light, I have seen entire families change, which of course that changes communities, that changes worlds and countries. But we all have our place of impact, our place of impact. And instead of seeing everything, instead of seeing everything as Nisianus as difficulties, as just, whoa, all these difficulties in my life. I wonder how many things we pray for Hashem, save me from this, heal me from this, are actually opportunity of tremendous Kiddush Amayim. And I'm not saying not to daven for it to get better. I am saying to also accept the mission and to function in that way, that I have a mission and a purpose and a place and a standing and something that I can bring very, very beautifully in my life. Of course, I have to think how it can look like, where I can be, what I could be in this situation, what it looks like, me flourishing in this situation. Right, Geisler said from the Svasemis that Kehui Machem Dvarim, Beshuvah Hashem, means take your Diburim and bring them back to Hashem. 
means figure out your mission and start being more in touch with your mission. And that's the task that we all have. And I think there's a much deeper tshuva type task. I think all too often, like beating ourselves, I can't believe I did this, I can't believe I did that. A lot of what causes us to sin is we didn't have the energy of a person on a mission. When I was reading about the Ribnitzer, I think a big part of his sitkus is the person was on fire as an Eved Hashem. He was such a loyalist and so like taken by a mission that's fire. I would actually, I would actually assume that's matzil from many, many chatam. A lot of chatam. When I when I left Reb Miller's Levaya, Reb Miller's Levaya moved me a lot. And here was a person who was an Eved Hashem who was doing something, teaching the generation something. When I left his Levaya street that normally was in a Nisayan, Shmir Seinayim, difficult street. I remember leaving his Levaya. There was no such thing as Shmir Seinayim. It wasn't Igeya. It wasn't Igeya. I felt like a person on a mission, and it was like the sugya of the Sur Meirah was barely a sugya. And I think the more we function as people on missions, a sense of mission, a sense of purpose, and it has to do with situations of our own life. All of us situations, and difficult situations that I don't say are easy. We love saying on, on things in our lives that it's an assignment, it's a challenge. We don't, what, what I think we have to do better is not just say it's a challenge, oh, this is so difficult having this, having that. We have to ask, what does it look like me flourishing and relating to this difficult situation? There's something I could be in this situation. The Ribnitzer didn't just say in Russia, what an Isaiah, they want to kill it. He felt and saw a task that belonged to him and, and was willing to give up his life for the task. It's obvious to me, I don't know how he came to this. He felt he was the male in Russia. And the male has to give Brisk meals. I'll die for it, I hear. But the male has to be a male. You could even ask, you could clear the halacha, you're allowed to give up your life. The answer is bishas hashmad, you give up your life for a minog. And he saw himself as the male of Russia. One of the most interesting things in the book. And I can't, I can't, this exchange was like magic to me. I can't promise this is true. I just don't know. I'm reading a book. I can't like it. You, you, I want to be very careful. I do I believe, nobody's trying to lie. Sometimes in a book, remember this was functioning in the middle of Russia, so it's hard to like verify, and he was a very mysterious person. Who It's hard to say who knew him very, very well, and even knowing him, what that meant. He was a very, very dehyben, elevated person, who was very separate from people. So I don't know, I can't, promised the story happened as a conversation. He was very, very good friends with the Skelena Rebbe. They were very close. That's a fact, that the Skelena and the Ribnitz were very close. Reportedly, the Skelena gave him some musr. He impacted Russian Jewry. He gave Brismilas, and he elevated Russian Jewry a lot. Great to see Tzvi. And reportedly, the, Reb, the Skelena Rebbe gave him Musser that he didn't give more Musser to Russian Jewry. Russian Yidin loved the Ribnitzer. They loved him. And he gave tremendous love. And reportedly, the Skelena gave him Musser, gave his friend, they were good friends, Musser, that you didn't give more Musser to Russian Jews. Why didn't you rebuke them more? 
Now he listened to it. He didn't reply. He took the musr. Later on, he told people close to him that he felt his word in Shemaim was powerful. And if he rebuked, it would be a ketchurg on Russian Yidin. And it was Beshita. He didn't rebuke a lot. He felt it wasn't so pushed for him. It was fascinating to me how he saw his role, how he lived his role. That was known, the Ribnitzer, any Yid came from Russia, the Ribnitzer would give tremendous time, hours, and attention. He felt that as a mission. He had come from Russia, and he had seen that as a tremendous mission in his life. I say to us all, all of us, a lot of the difficult situations we find ourselves in, all the difficult, not a lot, the difficult situations and the challenges of our life are missions for us. And to try to visualize in healthy ways how we can be a big light in the situation we're in. Each of us, with whatever difficulty that we're contending, to try to picture how I could be a person, of a, a, how I could shine in my situation. People could be on fire like that. You watch people who are on a mission, who are doing something and about something, they have an energy, they're crazy, they don't get tired, by the way. They all of a sudden, they like flourish, like in a certain way. We've watched over the years, I've watched dorm counselors live like supernatural lives. I've watched it for years. Guys who like, I have a mission, I have a purpose, I have a plan. Now it doesn't need to be giving bris meal to the in the Russia, it doesn't need to be a dorm counselor in the yeshiva. A guy in his own place, if he gets his situation and he has a visual, it's not lecturing people and it has, he has to be patient. He, but if, if he can see in his situation a light that he can bring and an energy he can bring to his family, to his siblings, to his community, and he could visualize that and then go out and be patient in building it and being what you can be, a guy would function with a certain energy, a certain strength, a certain passion. He wouldn't be so passive. He'd be much, he would gain tremendous, tremendous energies and strength. And that's all of us to try in our lives to sense, to see, to appreciate. That's, that, that's, that's what I'd like to suggest, the first thing. I spoke by Shalashodis about the Minig Yisrael that we take out the, the tie, the minute we keep in yeshiva before a chasen gets married, and he's focused on the tie that is marriage. It's cool, kol nidre. So if you read, if you read about it, by the Moranos, they made promises. They made shvuas and nidarim to the church, and they said kol nidre. They annulled all other vows, and they said, "My only promise is to you, Hashem." My only loyalty, the only place that I have a person is Mushba Vaimid Me'ar Sinai. All of our souls swore to Hashem. So Kol Nidre, they annulled other vows. Now if you're a Yid who's very, who thinks things are historical, only in the past, Yiddishkeit's always present. My Dahava Hava, what was, was. We're not a relic of the past. We're very much present. Why do we say Kol Nidre today? Did anybody here swear to the church anything? And I think Kol Nidre is so powerful tonight. What we're going to say is many, we, we all, we all have all these other allegiances, all these other things, and we forget our Iker Tafkidim, our Iker purposes and missions. We all make promises and we all make, and Kol Nidre says, I'm going to focus. 
I'm matir all my other allegiances and I'm focused on this mission of being a sincere, loyal servant of Hashem. When I look at any single guy, any single person, the, and I've watched this over the years, there are guys sitting right here who changed their whole families in powerful ways by their own accepting of a mission of growth, of a mission of sincerity and healthy, happy, comfortable ways, they've changed their entire families. They've changed, but the, that's, that's, you change the world like that. You literally change your whole world, which of course has ramifications. I think a big part, and I ask every, all of us, I want to do this on Yom Kippur. I want to take time, stop keeping up, catching up, making sure. I want to pause, relax, very not, not in, not tense, seriously and sincerely on the day of Lufnei Hashem. I want to try to think about the stations you gave me, Hashem, and how I can be more powerful and more present, more impactful, more energetic in the missions you gave me. Do you hear the words? I want to spend time. Rabbi Kiva smartly gathered a group. I think some of this work has to be independent. I think a group can meet and share. You have to be careful. Not everything do you want to say. And a lot of the missions are really have to do with specific family situations. And it's not what you could do for your brother. Who amongst us doesn't have a brother that you want to impact? A sister. The impact when it's family members is not, I'm going to lecture him more this year. I'm going to tell her. No, no, no. no, no. I'm going to be something. And, and again, then we have to picture how we could, what's that person, what's that flourishing version of me? How does that look? There'll be setbacks. There'll be difficulties. And to be that picture of what I can be. How many homes I have seen in yeshiva, there are, you know how many homes, and I'm, I'm going to give extreme examples, you know how many guys in yeshiva come from single family homes? Do you know what a Shabbos Suda looks like when, when there's no father to make Kiddush? And do you know how many guys in yeshiva over the years have gone on fire? And I'm not talking about the, now the Shabbos table's full of divrei Now the Shabbos table has smiles, actually is warm. Should people like each other? You know how many Shabbos tables in the yeshiva have changed completely and there's like love at the table? There's actually like good jokes at the table. There's actually warmth. And Shabbos, the day we experience Hashem's love, the day that we're shy to tap in to Tavlai this Hashem, you know how many people have changed the equation? Now, again, it's a process. But you know how much energy, if you can picture the best version of you at your Shabbos table. And by the way, you, there may be two parents at the Shabbos table and a father who's stressed out of his brains because he's not making parnasa, a mother who's stressed because her husband is stressed and they're not relating very well. What does it look like by a son who's actually like flourishing? And actually like doing well and happy and brings love to the table and added a beautiful person who is giving love to dad and, and, and that picture of what I can be and being that version and how much impact that has in the world Hashem gave me, things are not by accident. Our situations were set up by Hashem and Hashem put a messenger there, you and me, and Kachui Machem Dvarim says the possibility, bring back your shlichos to Hashem. Come with words. 
What words? The words Tashem Asisi I did my shlichus. I don't know if tonight and tomorrow we could say I did my shlichus. I believe the words we could bring to Hashem is I'm starting to understand my shlichus. I actually understand what I could be and what I could do, and I'm starting to formulate a plan of how it can look. Now, I get it's delicate, and every situation is so unique. I'm talking about family situations. There are any number we can look in this room and go person by person. We all have our unique conditions, and granted, they're complex. They're delicate, they're sensitive. I couldn't possibly speak about it. And by the way, even in a group meeting, I could picture Akiva as a group on Yom Kippur that I like a lot. They talk about their goals. I could picture it being very, very complex because some of the most important places are so subtle and a guy might not want to share what his sister, his mother, his brother, how it looks. But I could picture a guy telling Akiva that I want to be like a fire in my home. And I, but you have to picture how that could be. It's not so easy to have that fire. There are things that put out the fire, what it can look like, what would have to happen out of the home, how it would express itself. Again, they're all different. Each of us have unique situations, but we have a unique light that we can bring and be and shine that's powerful, that's really, really powerful. I have seen years, when I was reading about the Ribnitzer Rebbe being the Mayal in, in, in Russia, I have seen guys here be a light. I watch Rosh Hashanah. I'm going to say this, it's on a tape. There's a guy who's sitting here. I watched him with his brother, Rosh Hashanah. He was like very moved. It was an important part of my Rosh Hashanah. Seeing a guy with his brother in yeshiva, brought his brother to yeshiva, just watched the love, the friendship, the camaraderie. We all have so, these are not by accident the situations of our life. We were sent on a shlichus. Hear the words of Hashem. The words of Hashem saying, I have a mission for you. I have a purpose. Again, I don't want to say to each of us what our mission is. I think there are a lot of things that we just open our eyes. It's like so blatant there was a mission for us. It's obvious. It's like obvious missions. Now, I'm going to say truthfully, as we go through our lives, we find places and things. We'll find things in our community that's needed. You'll find things in the yeshiva that are needed. There are obvious things people need if they're just present to situations and then take it on. Then take it on and do it and, and grab it and be it. You'll get so much strength. <coughs> Reb Nassim Svi Finkel said... He said a line, Achrayis gibt koiches, responsibility gives power. I have seen people just become so much more energetic. The opposite of sleepy and tired and bored. And I have seen people become a fire because they want to be something. They want to be something. They all of a sudden, like, whoa, whoa, what happened to him? He's fire. He's like trying to be something. He sees a mission, he sees a place. I wish I could say names. There are names here. I, I'd love to tell the story. I don't want to tell the story. I don't want to, for the very reason it's hard for guys to speak this out with each other at times. I don't want to tell everybody's story. There are guys here that I've seen change their entire families. The energy, and the guy knows it and sees it, the energy that gives somebody of being that son, it also is difficult, by the way, and could be frustrating, because you might have a picture of your energy, how it could play out. This has to be smart, and I promise it's not about lecturing. It's about being a light, it's about being sincere, it's about tapping into authentic places and self, the love that we have in us, 
Yeah, and then of course resolving our own things and to be what we need to be. There's a lot of work that would take place. But I wonder that on Yom Kippur, a day we're doing tshuva, we're so busy. I messed up, I speak this, I do this. We're busy with that in terms of our mission allows us to cure more. If I could give, if I can give a muscle to the guys, I'm, ve- I'm typically not a big fan of going to therapy too young. I don't like youngsters. I don't let guys in yeshiva go to therapy too early. I think it's, it, it creates later on when a guy could actually succeed with therapy. The word therapy to me, I don't, I'm not talking about therapists. Therapy to me means, means resolving, working yourself out, bringing the best version so you could shine your light into the world, your soul on the world. That's, and every person should, should work on it. And we work in it all the days of our life. But as to do it more intensely, the older we get, the more we see of ourselves, the more things are brought out, the more we run into things. I have told many guys, continue on in life. And as you bump into things blockages and things that go wrong, it's exposing parts of you that you could then work on. So of course, in terms of all of us, when we start seeing our mission, what a great version of ourself could look like in all different situations, we'll also bump into blockages. Why isn't it working like, like I visualize? And we'll discover things within ourselves that we want to perfect and make better and work out but that's how I would even get to our chatoim. Often the, the mistakes we make come from not knowing what our mission is. And then even within the context of our mission, it highlights, well, I have to fix that because something's getting in the way of me being what I want to be. And that, that causes a lot, of, a lot of working out all different things. But I wanted to share this with, this, with the island, this, this idea. I think it becomes a job in the next 24 hours on a day that we're, asked, that we're doing tshuva and we're returning to our Father who loves us, who wants us, who wants us and wants a close relationship, thinking about the opportunities in our life to be connected to Hashem, to be godly, to be a person who expresses the godliness that's inside of all of us, I think would become an important part of our next 24 hours. I would advise anybody... All of us, I would advise to spend some time over the next 24 hours in your own life, like making a cheshben of where I could be a light, where I could shine, how I can shine, what it looks like. The places to start are a lot of the things you see as the deepest challenge. Oh my goodness, this one's so hard, that one's so hard, my neighbor's impossible. Hello, you might have a mission, you might be bumping on a mission. And you might find that a lot of things you were praying to get rid of, to change, are actually the place where you have an opportunity to shine and elevate it. How many people? We've just seen many, many friends change the equation. But again, that, that's, that's something that I would very, very much advise for each person to spend time thinking. It's a very interesting thing. Yom Kippur, we're together with the Tzibur. We're together with the tzibur, and it matters our place as part of a tzibur. So on the one hand, there's tefillah of a tzibur, and we're saying Hashem together, but it's also very, very private time, Yom Kippur. 
Yom Kippur, when a person is working out and resolving and figuring out, it's very, very private. Like figuring out, in some ways, part of Yom Kippur, I'd love to just be alone somewhere. I'd love to have like a 25-hour retreat of solitude somewhere. The reality is that we're part of a nation, we're part of Hashem's people, and we do it in context of being part of a yeshiva, and that's important, we're part of the Am Hashem. But doing some private work over Yom Kippur, it's Lufnei Hashem. We can connect Hashem, we can feel His presence, we can sense ourselves, it's a school of Hayyim, that we could sense ourselves, our own connection to Hashem, Lufnei Hashem Titaru, our own place of importance, our own place where we could bring out tremendous godliness that's inside of us all. So these are. That would be a Yom Kippur thought that I think would be very, very powerful. One of the, one of the ways to be Mizak and Din, one of the ways that's spoken about to have success in a Din, in judgment, is to be a Rabim Tzrichim Loi type of person. Is to be somebody who people need. Now it sounds like a trick, so do things for the Rabim. It's not a trick at all. All of us were sent here to make a big difference in the big picture. And the Rabbim Tzrichim, like people love thinking about plans they do for the masses, the Rabbim Tzrichim is usually your sister. You had a place, and by the way, you affect your sister, you've just affected her whole class. She's happier. She, whoever, in each of our own lives, each soul was put down to have meaning and purpose and energy and, and lift up the next person. So I think all of us thinking about these things is a tremendous chospedin, but it's not a trick. Like, yeah, Hashem's judging me, uh-oh, I better. It's not a trick. It's actually living with the mission that Hashem gave me. So that was the first, the first message I want to have. There's a line we say in the davening that we are judged. The actions of a person, and his mission. I don't think it's like two things. We're judged on our action and also our mission. I think often our actions come from how much we're in touch with our mission and how much we're very out of touch with our mission. When, when you read the story of this great person, he was in touch with his mission. He was living his mission. He was plugged into a mission. I think all of us can be more plugged in in our own mission, our, in our places in our family, the places in our yeshiva, the places in our community. I watch the guys in yeshiva who really like care about the yeshiva and watch them like embrace, like engage. They see, they sense, they have a mission and a place and the energy it gives them, the passion it gives. You see people functioning with tremendous energy. That affects my sish. Kufa, by being in touch with Pekudasai, with his Pekida, his mission, affects my sesh. So that was the, that was the, first, the first message that I wanted to share with the guys. One of the, the Rambam brings people, the Rambam brings a list of people who are, who, who don't have tshuva, and one of the 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 people that the Rambam brings is Chas Vishalom, somebody who's malagala mitzvahs, somebody who laughs at mitzvahs. Let me see if I could find it.
Ah, Baruch Hashem. In Perak Revi, in the fourth Perak of the Ramam, I underlined it, Baruch Hashem, the Ramam says five things stop tshuva. The Noel in Darke tshuva, he says, Chamisha Dvarim, that block pass of tshuva. And one of his five, his third things, he says, Zamalagala mitzvahs. Somebody who laughs at mitzvahs, doesn't respect mitzvahs. Since they're cheap in his eyes, he doesn't run after them, and he doesn't do them. And if you don't do mitzvahs, b'mah yizka. So a, a, a negative path that blocks pathways of tshuva is somebody who mocks mitzvahs. And the opposite is showing respect for mitzvahs. One of the most beautiful scenes in the yeshiva is watching guys come in this space mesh throughout the day and put on their tefillin. It's a beautiful scene. If, ma- if malig, if laughing at mitzvahs are noyo, block pathways of tshuva, so then an eitzah to enter into tshuva is to show respect, is to be mechabed mitzvahs, is to show respect for mitzvahs. I spoke on Shabbos afternoon that what unleashes power in us is when somebody respects us. When we are respected, it unleashes kaychas in us. When we respect the mitzvah, Shleim HaMelech says, Morty, Yehroah mitzvah hu yishulam. If you revere a mitzvah, the mitzvah impacts you. Equally to performing mitzvahs is to respect mitzvahs. It's to respect. It's not to spit at mitzvahs. To treat mitzvahs with the dignity and the respect that mitzvahs, that mitzvahs deserve. Respecting and appreciating mitzvahs are huge. It's beautiful that right after, right after Yom Kippur will be zeichet to a beautiful yantiv of Sukkot. That was zeichet that there are two precious mitzvahs that I want to speak about for a few minutes. We're zeichet, we have a mitzvah of eating in the Sukkah of Sukkah. Yeshivas, I shouldn't say eating, yeshiva sukkah, dwelling in the sukkah, and we have a mitzvah of Dalad Minim. And one of the great paths of tshuva is greater respect and appreciation of mitzvahs. I have a minig for many years, I hope I get to do it this year, of going with my sons together, and we go to buy the Dalad Minim. It's one of the great experiences we've done over the years. We go together to buy the Dalad Minim. I'm very, very into my children picking out their own Dalad Minim. And I would suggest here, all of us have, you're at ages where your father could buy you and you come home and you have it bought for you. I would very much suggest if you can pay yourself better. I'll be honest, I pay for my kids. I'm not, I'm not, it's not fire that they pay themselves. If somebody worked better, you pay yourself much better. Just better. I'm the last guy. I'm not into parents telling... But, Parents, buy your kids clothing. Parents say, I'm teaching responsibility. Just love your kids. Buy them clothing. Buy them stuff. That's the best thing you can do for your kids. I think if somebody here works and could pay, Rizal was hiflig He spoke a lot. I can get a free dollar minimum. I could get. I have somebody who offers me yearly. I would, I would never, t- if they got me free, I'd still buy one. Darizal was very, very into this. He speaks about Salat paying for a mitzvah. I, wanna, I respect the mitzvah. I want to pay money for it. I don't want it for free. I want to buy it. I want to pay for it out of reverence to the mitzvah. I don't want it to be easy come. I want to pay for it. I would advise guys to go to the store and look for an esrog and then find out if it's kosher. You might want to bring it to a rub. This is like the oldest thing. Last night I was not feeling well Shabbos. 
and I was in, and I was, I, I was lying down, and I was in bed. And three beautiful Yidden came to my house to show me their Esraigim. So my son came, knocked on the door. So my friend, I'm not feeling well. I said, you know, maybe tell them we'll see tomorrow. Then I said, the three Yidden left in the world who are coming to a Rav to show an Esraig. You're like, maybe tomorrow? You, this is like anything you ever wanted. I got, I, I promise you the energy I got, I'm still going on that energy. I got tremendous energy. I got energy that three guys came to show their doubt so beautiful. It energized me. It gave me tremendous kayach. My son, afterwards, I was reading about the river. So he said, you weren't feeling well. I said, I got strength. He was like apologizing. I shouldn't have knocked on the door. I promise you it energized me. Three Yidden had a Shiloh about a Esrug, and then we got into a whole Shiloh. One of my sons was thinking about a Yemenite Esrug. I think I woke up, Revezi, and we... But I called Rebezi and we handled that. And to me, Rabbi said, go to the Esser. When you, when you, after Yom Kippur, bring yourself to a store. If you have your own money, spend with your own money. If your parents give you, fine also. That's fine also. You might not have. And pick out an Esser. Buy one. Find out if it's kosher. Ask somebody, speak to somebody, show it to somebody, find out what you're looking for. Buy an Esrug, buy a Lula, buy a Ravis, buy a Dasim, Chavivus, a Mitzvah, and then all the days of Yantiv, Shabbos, we're not going to shake. You know why? Because Amunas Chacham, because the Chacham told us not to, and God said to listen to Chacham. So the first day of Sukkot, we're not going to shake the Dalit Minim this year. Then Sunday, the second day of Sukkot, you're going to have a precious mitzvah. Shake your lulav and esrog every day. Make a bracha. The halacha is like this. Now, the reason I've seen many guys mess this up, I want guys to do it right. Chaviva, some mitzvah is precious. The pro- there's a big problem, see, with Dalad Minim. The problem is like this. When do you make a bracha, Maishla, on a mitzvah? When do you make a bracha on a mitzvah, Chavra? Before you perform it, it's called it's a Gemara and Sokolamites elsewhere in Shas. Kola mitzvahs kulan, double Russian. All the mitzvahs, all of them, Tzvi. Mivarech aleim over lasiyas. And you're supposed to make a blessing on a mitzvah before you perform the mitzvah. You know what the problem is? So let's say on Tfilin. Before you tie the knot, Noah, you say, Baruch Atah Hashem, Lekinam al Chaylam, Meshach, Deshan, Meshach, Svanul, Aniach, Tfilin, Meshach, and then you tie. So you do it before you perform the mitzvah. Mesh, you know what the problem with Dalad Minim is? The problem is, the second you pick it up, your yaitz are ready. So how do you make a bracha before you perform the mitzvah? So Elamai, maybe you should make the bracha when it's down. The problem is that it's loy mistaber klal. A bracha should always be made on an item that's in your hands. There's something called over the over when you make it too early. It's a false start. False start, five yard penalty, redo first down. It's too early. Can we do it? What'd you say? No, you can't. It's over the over. It's too early. What? So to here, you're stuck. If it's not in your hand, it's not mistaber, Taisus says, to make a brach on a mitzvah that's not even in your hand. And the second it's in your hand, your yaitzah, shucks. Dalad minim has a problem. If it's not in my hand, how can I make a bracha? The mitzvah's not near me. If it's in my hand, I'm yaitzah. Well, so the answer, what we do, some, 
Nigo, what you do by Natilas Yadayim is we wash first, then we make a bracha. We don't want to make a bracha while our hands are tummy. So we wash first. Nigo, drying your hairs, your hands is part of the mitzvah. I have seen guys talk while their hands are wet. They have to wash again. You have to wash again. You're not yaitz in Natilas Yadayim. It's ironic. After you dry it, people are crazy careful not to talk. They're bad if you talk, you don't wash again. When your hands are wet and you talk, you got to wash again. Do not while talk till you dry your hands. Yo, what's going on? Yeah, people are talking while they're washing. Wash again then. You're not allowed to talk while you're washing till it's dry. So we wash... Then we make the bracha, then we dry. After it's dry, it's better not to talk, but if you talk, you don't wash again. While it's wet, if you talk, wash again. The bottom line is, is that every bracha you make before you perform the mitzvah, on the Dalad Minim, we're stuck. If it's down, it's weird to make a bracha, it's not in your hands. If it's in your hands, you're yaitzah. What some do, Taisis Taflamitesa Sukkah Asis Kasha. Some Ashkenazic Jews do is they pick up the esrog upside down. Now, I have seen funny people, though I don't, they don't know anything about the mitzvah, so they pick up the esrog right side up and turn it upside down. You're wasting your time. Why are you turning it upside down? You were yaitz already. The word is, you're not yaitzah dalad minam, you're only yaitzah derech g'day lasan, the way they grow. The way they grow, you're only yaitzah dalad minam, if you hold it derech g'day lasan, the way they grow. In Esther grows, the pitum is on is down here and it goes up. The you know it's it's stand the pitum up here, it's standing up. It, even though on some, if you see a picture of an Esther tree, they fall they topple over, they're heavy. But the way they are de Lasan is like this. So you're only yites if you hold the Esther straight up. So some Ashkenazic Jews pick up the Lulav straight up, but the Esther they pick up backwards. If you're of that type, pick it up backwards. Don't pick it up right and turn it over. You've done nothing if you do that. Pick it up backwards. The point is gently pick it up and pick it up backwards. This way you're not yaitz yet. It's in your hand. Make the bracha and then turn it right side up and shake. So you pick up backwards. Now, svaridim, a lot of svaridim do not like that. Kabbalistically, it's very bad to hold the Dal of Minim backwards. So a lot of svaridim would never do that. Alpi Kabbalah, that's not so ice to, to hold it upside down is like very not simple. So there are many, many Yidin who do not do that trick. They will not pick up the Esrug upside down. So what do they do? Some people have in mind not to be Yitzah. They pick it up, having in das, I don't want to be yaitzah, make the bracha, now I'm ready to be yaitzah, and they do the nanuim, they do the, the nanuim. It's very, very important to do the nanuim right. The nanuim are very much part of the mitzvah, the nanuim, and learn how to do the nanuim. The basic, the different shaitas, to what directions, understand the basic thing that Shkenazic Yidin do, is we do three times away, one, back. Away, back, away, back. Three times. Now, while it's while you're doing it away, there's something called kishkush. So you're doing it here and back, and while you're doing it, you're shaking the top leaves. It's called kishkush. So shake the top one, pull it back. Shake the top two, pull it back. Three, and pull it back. The order of the directions that are different than hagim. To what the order? What the order is? 
there, the middle leaves. You need like every leaf. You need like all the leaves like machin No, no, like, no. The side are like banging There's some the shape. The lulav's doing a little dance. It's called keshkush. It's called keshkush. Can I get a closed lulav, but it's shaking on the side? Yes, the answer is yes. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not. Some people purposely get one that's quite open at the top. You have to also make sure you're not passling your lulav. But there's, there's a kishkush. So you're pushing it, Morty, one back, one back, one back. And while you're doing it, you're shaking the top. My son, Manny, might be the best in the world. The way he does it might be one of the best in the world. So what I'm saying to everybody is, is in the mitzvah of the Dalad Minim, in the mitzvah of the Dalad Minim, where Zaycha, that one of the pathways of tshuva is to take mitzvah seriously, I think we have the opportunity of going out and buying a Dalad Minim, finding out if it's kosher, asking somebody who knows, showing it. Now, if somebody bought it for us, it's still wonderful. Take your Dalad Minim and ask somebody, is this kosher? Maybe even they can explain to you the best is it we buy ourselves, even if somebody buys to take it seriously. I want to continue on. There's much I want to say, but I don't want to forget that behind me is a friend of mine whose name is Alan. And I want to say to the guys, I want to ask every guy here in a sincere way. These are a time of a lot of prayer. And I ask the guys, Alan is a friend of mine, to pray for Alan. He's somebody who has served the yeshiva extremely loyally. He loves the yeshiva. And has given many, many years of his life to be loyal, to help out the yeshiva. And it's something I take seriously. And I want to say that I'm thankful he's doing better. Alan's in the middle of treatments. And he needs a healing or a fuah shlema. And I say he's somebody who cares about the yeshiva very, very sincerely and deeply. We made promises to each other that we would keep. The, I came, Alan was here from the start. I merited to be involved in this high school 15 years. He's been here from minute one. And I want to wish him many, many more years of working in the high school, working for the high school, being part of things here. I want to thank him for all that he's done, all the, all the years of doing, but not just what he's done, the attitude, a very, very good attitude. He likes the yeshiva. He oh, wants yeah, the yeshiva. Yeah, it's true. No, no. I helped out many kids. Kids would come to me, ask me for advice, and there's one, there's one, one right there. He fit right there. He can tell you himself. You know what I'm saying? You know, I helped out. The kids come, and I give them advice. They can take it. They can do what they want with it. You know what I'm saying? That's all I can do. That's all I say. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, Alan. Alan. I didn't know that, Alan. Yeah, You're sitting so yeah. quietly. I didn't yeah, know. I know. Because, yo, just like, just like when you were sitting... Uh, you remember uh, that? The yeah, apartment. Yeah, next door. For a long time, yeah. I used to be in the apartment. My wife and I on weekends, on Shabbos, were in the apartment next to Alan. And he used to love the Friday night singing in Divrei Torah. It turned out he would ask me. He was sitting outside the door, and he would listen in through the window to the singing and the divrei Torah. Would ask questions on things that was said. He, yeah, he was listening for a long time. For a long time, Alan was Alan was there. We we were neighbors. Do you miss the singing, Alan? Or are you just happy it's quieter? No, 
No, I missed that. That's <laughs> you know, true. true. I used to count on that every Friday night. It's true. Daniel Klein was very part of that amongst other Hebrew when he's singing and dancing. <laughs> Yeah. Every Friday night, I'm like, okay, 11.30, yeah. almost 12 o'clock. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> it's true, it's true, Alan, it's true. Yeah. It's true. It is. Good times, good times. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, this, this, this point, I want to go also the mitzvah of sukkah. The mitzvah of sukkah, a person's allowed to eat achila sarai out of the sukkah. You can have snacks out of the sukkah, that's 100% fine. Person's on a, on a trip, on a family trip, there's snacks he could add out of the sukkah to really make sure each time we're having a suda, it's in the sukkah. If a group of friends are talking, go to the sukkah. Where that's, that becomes our home. That's this precious mitzvah, this beautiful, beautiful mitzvah of sukkah. That's, that's a priceless mitzvah of Hashem. That's a whole body experience. Our whole body's in the sukkah. It's kedai to have in mind when you make the bracha leishe basoka. You make a bracha sherkadeshanu mitzvaisa mitzivanu leishe basoka to have in mind anane akavod to try to think that Hashem surrounded us by anane akavod Hashem's love of us His want for us anane akavod to think about that when you make the bracha leishe basoka and to try to to try to be very strong with that precious mitzvah. If what blocks path is wage of tshuva is malagala mitzvahs, to laugh and to take mitzvahs not seriously, to take mitzvahs with more sincerity, finding out the laws, finding out how to do it, that is, that is a path, that is definitely a path for tshuva, is taking our mitzvahs more sincerely, more seriously. I spoke to the guys, I spoke to the guys a few days ago, I want to repeat it. This is a yeshiva about honesty. It's also a yeshiva about respect for other people. Both those things are important parts of the yeshiva. I want to say that to ask everybody to be more careful with our friends' possessions. Now I know in a yeshiva, maybe some people aren't careful with your possessions, so we have to bring a different kind of light here. And I'm asking guys to be more careful with their friends' possessions. I spoke about the Rambam, speaks about five people who, ain't mas- who are not likely. He says there are five things that it's unlikely a person's going to do tshuva from. And one of the people he says is unlikely. He says, ain't a, a person's not likely to do tshuva. One of those things is oichel misuda It's avat gezel. It's a piece of gezel. If a guy has something and he doesn't have enough for himself, a guy is a can of soda. You say, "Can I have a sip?" Now, why is a guy going to say yes? See, does he really want to give you? No, but he's embarrassed. That's stealing. Says the Rambam. That's a stealing because you're just pressuring him. Guys get a package from home. Be very careful not to pressure your roommate. Can I have some of that? Can I have some of that? Very, very dangerous. Now, even if he says yes, he's just embarrassed. How many guys get something? They don't have a lot for themselves. And by the way, you take one of his water bottles, another guy takes another, another. He doesn't have enough for himself to be very, very careful with your friend's stuff. Even stuff that when you ask him, he would say yes. That's called the language, Maisha the Rambam. Is suda she'ene maspekes lebaleha a suda that there's not enough for the one who's having the suda? Don't ask the guy. Can I have some of that? 
Don't ask him, because he might say yes, and he's just pressured. I want to say that, that all of us, this is a yeshiva, that the greatness of the yeshiva is the honesty. Sincere, authentic, honest, real are all important words here. Let's be more honest and real when it comes to our friend's money. To be more sensitive, it's his thing. To be careful with our friend's stuff. Yes, Shmuel. The answer is, of course, to be more careful on our parents' money, for sure, for sure. The Rambam, when he says, loving your fellow Yid, gives only a couple of examples, and one is to be chas al and chaveri, to be more careful at your friend's money. To be careful, it's your friend's money, to be more careful. So I wanted to bring that chizuk, that chizuk of honesty and being more careful with our friend's possessions. I wanted to bring that up. There's a lot more we could learn together. The hour is late. I want to I wanna say that there's a minig Yisrael to ask Mechila from one another. It's an all minhagim, a very beautiful call people, call siblings, and ask Mechila. It's not just a cute exchange, Yemeichel, Yemeichel. There's a beauty to it. We're bonding. One of the great commitments we want to this season is to be connected to another Yid, to be connected and appreciating another Yid. That's one of the great, we're talking about the light all of us have is to care and be loving and caring to other people. Asking Mechila and being Michael, letting go of tainus, letting go of letting go of grudges is a huge, huge avoid that Yidin are busy with Erev Yom Kippur as best as we can. Both asking Mechila from people we have wronged and both being Michael to the best of our ability, forgiving people. It all the, the, the main area that we gain when we forgive people is we all have a light to bring to the world. A lot of our own grudges and frustrations distract us from the light that we could shine on the world. If we could be Michael and let go, if we can, as best of our ability. If somebody asks Michael, it's easier. Somebody doesn't ask, it's harder. If we could try to the best of our abilities, to the best of our abilities, we could say, I have a light and I have a mission to bring to the world. You know what? Somebody wronged me just sets up my mission, sets up my purpose, but I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to try to be mindful. That certainly would be a tremendous a tremendous chus. The Gemara Rosh Hashanah says, whoever is Mavra al Whoever is Michael others, Hashem's Michael him. Lemi Naiseyavan, Lemi Shaivar Arpesha, Gemara Rosh Hashanah says. Hashem forgives those who forgive others. So I say to us, well, let's try to let's try to dig deep. It's not so easy to let go of resentments, to be Michael people. Sometimes we have to speak it out with somebody. And sometimes we could find it in ourselves to be Michael. All of us are human beings who make mistakes. We are, we are our own judge. We are in, the, we are in that way, Michael others, Hashem's Michael us. We become our own judge. If we are Kapdanim, no, 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 I refuse to let go. We don't want to be as best as we can, as best as we can, all of us, to try sometime today. People have on our list what's happening. We're going to go to the mikvah today. That could be even a mitzvah, the Raisa, Duncan, a mikvah today. We're going to do Kapares, a minig Yisrael. Take a dollar or two and go around our head. It's in, it's in the Machzerim for Erev Yom Kippur. So go to the mikvah today, Kapares today. It takes about a minute or two. Oh, perfect. Nachum sent it out. So Kapares and then um, 
the mikvah. There's a suda. The suda when the god was suda, fleshing suda, right now. What I want, what I want, the minig Yisrael is to ask Mashiach and to be Michael people. Tashlich could be done today. It could be done till Eishan Araba. But best if you do tashlich today will be excellent. What I want to ask is, is, is we talk it be Michael each other. Ask Mechila for people we need to ask Mechila from. I want to say to everybody, there's not a guy, I have zero time, isn't any, I'm Michael, believe, show many guy in Yeshiva. I ask Mechila. Sometimes you don't give enough. Every guy deserves more cover, more attention. Sometimes I told a guy I would meet with him, and I didn't meet with him, that's an Avera. You said you wouldn't, you didn't. I asked Mechila. God knows I have many Averas. I asked Mechila from the guys. I hope everybody finds to be Michael. And in general, today, to all work on it sincerely, but to speak out, not just to think about it, to speak out, to ask Mechila from somebody and to verbalize, I am Michael, I'm Michael, I'm Michael, to try. It's not an easy task if we could find a few minutes today. And it's not all or nothing. Not all or nothing. There's a path towards Mechila. There's a path, you know what? Starting, I see Hashem put the situation. People don't mean lechola on bishkaga. People aren't sinister. People aren't like trying to make our life miserable usually, and it's 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 sometimes their own sicknesses, their own weaknesses. If we can come to even a degree being meichel, there's a madrega. It's not all or nothing. If we could say I have no tainas, that's the best. Even we can say, you know what, I am hurt from them, but I have less. I have less in my heart. There's such a madrega. It's I have a raya. There's such a madrega. It says chufa meyira. Your averus mazed. Our averus become shaygig. So there's a madrega lessening averus. If we could do that to other people, we're imitating Hashem. So we might be able to be Michael believe shalom. You could turn the averus into mitzvahs. That's like the highest level. But let's say we could say about somebody before we would like live it at. We could say, you know what? At least I hear that just, you know, I could even have some Rachmanas, some pity, some understanding, and lessen the degree, the severity of my feelings to them. I think that's a worthwhile pursuit also, that my view is less harsh, less stark. I could get, I get places like that also. So I'm asking us all to spend a little time today. Those beautiful, don't take light, those Arab Yom Kippur calls. Sometimes, oh, this is so cheesy. I think it's beautiful that a yid calls another yid. As our minhagim are gorgeous, minhage Yisrael, that yid nes mechila. It's popular to make fun of it. You meichel, you meichel. Don't make fun. It's very beautiful, very beautiful. Yid nes. Now the best is to mean it. To call a sibling, say I didn't. I don't call my siblings enough. I have to ask them mechila today. You call up, then try to change. And if I do the same thing this year, it won't be gishmak. But ask Mechila, be Michael. So don't take it light, that Minig Yisrael, to ask Mechila to be Michael and to speak it out, but verbally speak it. I am Michael. Speak it out. There's a Minig Yisrael before Kol Nidre. People say Tefillah Zakei, where they speak out, I'm Michael, anybody wrong me? Michael, I let go. If you could have a few minutes before Kol Nidre to let go of resentments, Be'emes, but sincerely and thoroughly let go of resentments, Matayim Anayim. That would be precious. I wish everybody here a very uplifting, beautiful, easy, healthy kindness. It's a day people remember when they were young. So as a youngster, Yom Kippur might have been a tough day, 
I think it's it's an incredibly beautiful, uplifting day of Lifnei Hashem Titaru, of purification, of sincerity. Come into the base Medrash and join. And join. Sing with the Tzibur, dab with the Tzibur, and also do your own work. Your own work of focusing on our missions. All of us should be zeichet to a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. To an uplifting Yom Kippur, we should all be zeichet to Mechilas Avainis, to the Tara, to the energy that a Yom Kippur. I love coming Mitzi Yom Kippur. You see some guys with the Mitzi Yom Kippur glow. Somebody who for a few minutes found the sincerity. Don't, it, I'll tell you something that happened to me last year, the first half of the day, I couldn't connect to the day. I was there, I was in shul, I'm, I'm supposed to be the rub, a little bit of pressure. I'm here for Rosh Hashanah, for Aseris Yimei Tshuva, I felt a little out of sort, I'm supposed to run the shul, I just came in, and I want to tap in, Lifnei Hashem, and I was struggling. You never know, you relax, you try to plug in, you do loyally, I was saying what I was supposed to say, and then you never know, middle of the day, all of a sudden, for one thought, for one minute, for one, it, it's all that there could be a very prayesh kind of bishachas. Don't be miyayish. You never know. One guy by ne'ilu, all of a sudden the gates open up. By ne'ilu sashar, he's in. So you never know when it comes. I want the last thing I want to say. Ne'ilu means to be noel means the gates are closing. Now it sounds so negative. Yom Kippur, the gates are closing. Get it in quick. I want to say that the attitude I have for Ne'ila is that I want to get in quickly because I want to get the gates closed and I want to be stuck inside. Once you're in, you stay in for the whole year. So I don't picture the gates are closing. Oh. Now I look at the gates are closing and I made it inside. I got inside there. If if as long as you start your davening before Zman Tfili, continue if that's how I pass. You know why? Because you got in, and once you got in, you're in. And I say to everybody here, let's get in. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with the day. It might something you might be zayich at night to a few minutes. By day you might be. You don't know. Relax. Don't be. I'm not feeling it. Oh my gosh! Somebody told me you're supposed to be loyal, sincere. Be patient. I have found Besiyat HaDishmai Yom Kippur's Lufnei Hashem You'll have your moment You'll have your time You'll be Zaycha Sincerely The more pressurized When is the moment come? The more pressurized Often it works Fakert The more a person taps in Does what they can Tries to be present Besiyat HaDishmaiya Everybody should have a very wonderful Uplifting experience I got you have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Myron McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.